GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. We're live every day between 1 and 2 on Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television. I'm Jonathan Scott and in this podcast we have an extended interview with the police commissioner. It was Richard Alger's first interview since the Eastern Beach shooting incident last month. We also asked him whether he was concerned about morale in the force. We learned that a team of four officers from Northern Ireland and Wales are in Gibraltar investigating the data breach in the McGrail inquiry, but also other related matters. And he told us the visiting senior investigating officer reports to both him and to the governor. And Mr Alger answered your questions too. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the studio uh, Richard Alger, who is the Commissioner of Police. Good afternoon, Commissioner. How are you? Good afternoon, Jonathan. Good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me today. So we we um, uh, had a, a rather extensive um, um, review of uh, stories that we've been running. Uh, policing is a subject that matters a lot to the people of Gibraltar. Um, uh, and um, I'll just highlight two of those to you. Uh, a positive report uh, last year. Good progress made by uh, the Royal Gibraltar Police since 2020, according to the latest report by Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary and Fire and Rescue Service. That's positive news, but it contrasts with uh, a more difficult week, I think it's fair to say, uh, following that leaked internal memo in which uh, you said that your force's capabilities and morale had been affected by a number of officers who had left and are now employed in government departments. Um, I think from the outset, I've, I've, I've made it pretty clear that I won't comment on an internal memo that I shared with, with our workforce. Um, but suffice it to say is that... Um, there are always challenges internally in any organisation when you have large numbers and it's important as a, as a leader of an organisation together with my command team that we address the needs um, of, our, of our workforce and, and this is what we're doing constantly. I'm very conscious of that. Um, we've got a very hard-working uh, group of uh, men and women who work tirelessly to keep Gibraltar safe and, and deliver a safer Gibraltar. Um, and it's my job to ensure that they work uh, in Gibraltar uh, for the Royal Gibraltar Police with those conditions that, that make them happy and so they can come happy to, to, to work, of course. Okay, what can you say about officer retention? Is this something that you are worried about at the moment? So, so again, this relates back to my, my internal meme and I won't comment too much about it. Um, officer retention is an issue um, in not only in Gibraltar, uh, the Royal Gibraltar Police, but UK police forces, and there are a number of reasons why why uh, that has an impact on on, on our organisation. Um, we are trying to address uh, officer retention, um, but at the same time, it is important that we look at officer recruitment. And uh, what's important here is to acknowledge the fact that um, what we have attracted is individuals that have left us um, and have come back to the Royal Gibraltar Police, bringing. Uh, skills and expertise from other areas whilst being away from the Royal Gibraltar Police. So, so there's a bit of, 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 of everything that you need to take into consideration. Um, but, but of course, I'm, I am concerned um, about officer retention, yes. Okay, and um, uh, you're trying to recruit. Um, how successful is, is that proving at the moment? So, in actual fact, um, our, our um, recruitment process was uh, is, a, is a very good recruitment process, and um, HMIC, uh, His Majesty's Inspector of Constabulary, when they came to inspect us uh, um, on a recent visit by uh, Matt Parr, he um, said that the Royal Gibraltar Police had one of the best recruitment processes in, in British policing. Now, 
I think we're very fortunate because if we see what's been happening in the Met recently, um, there's, there's been a lot of issues, particularly around vetting and recruitment of individuals that shouldn't have been police officers in the first place. We have an excellent recruitment police, um, t- um, team uh, and process where we ensure that we recruit people who most importantly have the code of ethics at the heart of everything that they believe in and that they do. And it is important that we have and employ people who have good ethical beha- uh, behaviours and abide to our policing principles and, and standards of behaviour. Commissioner, you'll understand that, um, you, we understand that you need to draw certain lines about what you are um, prepared to talk about and what you're not prepared to talk about, and that is, of course, a matter entirely for you and the Royal Gibraltar Police. But you'll also understand that uh, we have questions that arise from that leaked meme, uh, memo, which uh, we want to put to you, and, and, and you can answer them as you see fit. Um, you expressed concern in that memo that uh, the departure of a number of officers was affecting your force's capabilities and also its morale. What's morale like at the moment at the RGP? So I won't comment on on the fact that, you know, on my my statement, but what I can say is that when you have gaps in policing, um, it it has an impact on your delivery of service. Um, But we've uh, become better at what we do, and it was as a result of His Majesty's Inspector and Constabulary's Inspection on us in respect of demand. We've become better of how we policed uh, Gibraltar, looking at our demands. And led by the Assistant Commissioner through our um, ORAS, or the Organisational Risk Assessment, and our Force Risk Register, strategic demand assessments, uh, what we do is we find where we need to be putting our police officers where risks are highest. Now, I think people in Gibraltar need to understand that our risks um, are sometimes not the same as what the people of Gibraltar uh, feel that we should be doing. Sometimes we we get uh, messages from individuals saying that we should be policing our streets and be visible and of course that that is needed because you need to be have visible policing but there's a lot of unseen policing in gibraltar there's a lot of unseen policing to protect uh, uh, young children and vulnerable people there's a lot of domestic abuse that now is is prevalent uh, in respect of people reporting uh, domestic abuse in in our community and that needs to be investigated digital forensics is massive and people underestimate um, every crime has a digital footprint. The amount of work that goes into investigating crime through digital forensics is, is is insurmountable. And what that does, it removes your resources from frontline policing into into back office jobs doing the digital forensic investigations. So, so you putting those two comments that you've made uh, together there, you have gaps in, oh, in your force. And, and and every chief constable in the United Kingdom and and commissioner of police in Gibraltar and the overseas territories and the and and the, uh, the crown dependencies will always have gaps. But it is up to us as, as command team uh, officers of you know uh, police in Gibraltar ensure that we uh, look at where our risks are and move our resources in order to to police those risks. Okay, um, a few questions coming in for you, commissioner of police, uh, from listeners and and viewers. Uh, let's put the first question here from Chris to you. Chris asks: Is C- Senior management responsible for the low morale within the Royal Gibraltar Police. Um, thank you, Chris, for for, for your message. Um, I'd like to know where Chris gets his 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 information in respect of low morale. Um, I think what we need to understand is that the Royal Gibraltar Police is 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 an organisation that has some incredible people, uh, very dedicated and very committed to keeping Gibraltar safe. They work under immense pressure. Uh, simply because they have to uh, meet demands, uh, investigate crimes, and keep victims 
happy. Now, um, sometimes our officers compare themselves with other organizations in Gibraltar, and I won't name them because there's, there's no need to do so, but when you compare yourself in respect of uh, demands and responsibilities versus pay, etc., uh, and, and you seem to see that other people get the, the same uh, financial benefits or, 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 or working benefits, better working benefits than what uh, they have, then people unfortunately think, you know, of, of, of the better benefits elsewhere moving and, and as one would say, maybe jumping ship. But you know what? We have dedicated, incredibly dedicated people. And I, and I did say the other day and I tweeted about it that I was extremely privileged simply because we were going through a very difficult period over the past two or three weeks and yet people come to work. Uh, protecting Gibraltar and keeping people safe, investigating crimes and bringing offenders to justice. And we've got incredible people working for us. Okay, um, you questioned where Chris has got his information in respect of morale. Um, the, the, the memo that uh, GBC reported on attributed uh, this to you and you've more or less conceded there that there are issues uh, around uh, the departure of officers leaving uh, for Potentially, you didn't say it, but but I'll put it to you, the government or the public service where they might be, um, to, to quote you or paraphrase you, uh, on, on uh, attractive uh, terms. Um, and you said that that was affecting staff morale, didn't you? Yeah, correct. Affecting staff morale. I haven't said it's low morale, and low morale can be you know can be defined in terms of of, of longevity and and weeks, months, years. Um, but you know, again, I, I must stress that we've got some privileged. We work we work with some incredibly dedicated police officers and staff. We work under extremely difficult conditions. Our police headquarters is not the best of police headquarters. Our IT infrastructure infrastructure is not the best of infrastructure. And yet police officers and staff come in day in and day out to work to keep Gibraltar safe. And I am indebted to them all. Okay, Peter asks, are you losing the confidence of the rank and file? That's not a question for me to answer, quite honestly. I, I appreciate it, but I think that's the question that maybe they've got to ask our, our staff. What I am extremely um, grateful to is all those officers that have reached out to me over the past two or three weeks where we've been going through this um, somewhat bit of a turmoil, if you want to say it for a better word, um, reaching out to me and thanking me for the service that, that, that I and the command team have delivered to try and um, uh, uh, provide a better uh, service for them uh, and that's, that sometimes is, is very gratifying to hear um, This is a, a very sensitive uh, matter and, and I'll try and ask the questions as sensitively as possible um, but the Chief Minister commenting on this um, on the situation uh, which saw officers uh, leave the Royal Gibraltar Police and uh, enter employment at um, the government or in within government departments, he said that there was evidence of potential criminality <coughs> brought forward by those officers, uh, now former officers. Um, firstly, are, are you expecting arrests in this respect? So I haven't seen criminal evidence myself, um, but what I can say is that the Royal Gibraltar Police needs to be the first port of call if anyone has criminal evidence. So I would ask anyone out there, if they do have criminal evidence... Um, or anything that suspects that criminality has taken place, that the Royal Gibraltar Police is the um, only law enforcement agency that can investigate criminal. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. One of the biggest uh, stories of the year so far, uh, the Eastern Beach incident involving a group of smugglers and two Spanish customs officers on the shots, uh, on the shore, sorry, when shots were fired. He's up. 
So we heard from the Chief Minister that an investigation was still ongoing uh, on Thursday. Uh, he told Gibraltar today that he was awaiting a ballistics report. Um, Richard Alger, the Commissioner of Police, is in the studio. Um, h- how are you getting along with that investigation? So I can't talk too much about the investigation simply because it continues and we don't discuss uh, criminal investigations. What I can say um, is is that obviously the, invest- the, the incident itself was a, uh, an attack on, on law enforcement um, officers and uh, it is it is unfortunate that that it happened um but we've got a team of officers that are currently investigating it and we've made some progress um over the past few weeks working together with uh, the civil service with Hansley Wardenera and the uh, Policia Nacional okay um so an ongoing investigation can you uh, you, you said a criminal investigation uh, do you expect to be able to bring charges against anybody so we haven't arrested anyone, but uh, and again, I'm, I can't comment on the actual investigation. But suffice it to say that we, on the day in question, we carried out a full house-to-house inquiry in, in the neighbourhood. Um, we've carried out a scene investigation, as you would do. We've um, interviewed individuals, um, and and the investigation is is progressing. A comment from Eddie uh, on Facebook. Uh, Eddie says, uh, let's see Kerrojo they're going to come up with. The guys throwing stones to the Spanish law enforcement agency and the Spanish law officers themselves discharging firearms in Gibraltar. Uh, they should both have been arrested for breaking our laws. Your response to that, Commissioner? Well, again, like I said, it's, it is an investigation. Um, I can't talk too much about it simply because there's a senior investigating officer that's investigating it and, and we just don't comment on, on these matters. No arrests have been made? No arrests have been made uh, here in Gibraltar, correct. And uh, you said here in Gibraltar, have arrests been made in Spain uh, under European arrest warrant, for example? There's an investigation happening in Spain as we speak, um, and it would have to be the, the Spanish police, Policia Nacional or the Servicio Vallejo who have competency for, for Spain to, to report on that. And you've been working with them uh, to identify the individuals, for we example? Have, of co- we have, of course, because we work very closely with the Policia Nacional and, and the SVA. Um, so, and it is, uh, it is, it's important that we do work with them to ensure that the, uh, the individuals that, uh, um, committed these offences, uh, are brought to justice. Okay, I'm actually literally just this moment reading a press release by the Spanish Ministerio del Interior. Detenidos seis presuntos autores de la agresión a los agentes de vigilancia aduanera cuando abortaban un alijo de contrabando. Uh, so, uh, and, and that is dated uh the 22nd which is today so this is uh, uh n- breaking news uh that the spanish interior ministry uh, appear to have arrested six people that they think were involved in the smuggling incident uh, at Eastern Beach, um, your response to that commission of police? Again, I can't, I can't comment on it because it's the Policia Nacional and his SVA that are leading this investigation. It would be very unfair for me to do so. But um, we have been working very closely with, with uh, both law enforcement agencies, um, sharing information, sharing intelligence and, and working together. Okay, um, uh, this, uh, these are arrests uh, made in La Línea by the Policía Nacional, according to this statement just in by the Ministerio del Interior, uh, which uh, GBC will continue to report on uh, across uh, the day. More 
points uh, and questions coming for the Commissioner of Police, who's live at Broadcasting House. Uh, this one from Lynn. Lynn thinks that Gibraltar doesn't need Spanish police. Uh, we, uh, the Spanish police can't manage their own crimes. Uh, look at the crime stats for La Linea and for Andalusia. Um, Gibraltar can police itself. That's a comment uh, by Lynn. Um, and uh, there's a comment by John. Uh, John says, um, uh, I think, uh, ironically, if we are incapable of policing Gibraltar effectively, then I'm all for Spanish police coming in and doing the job uh, that we're not capable of. Um, those are just comments uh, on uh, GBC's Facebook page. Uh, let me put a, a number of factual questions to you, Commissioner, and, and you can answer uh, in, a, in a manner that you see fit. Um, have any bullets been recovered from Eastern Beach? Again, um, I can't comment on it simply because it's an investigation that's under the uh, command of a senior investigating officer. What I can say is that we did carry out a full search uh, together with our uh, stakeholders, um, particularly the Roger Walter Regiment, and uh, it is part and parcel of an investigative process. And do you agree that the video evidence suggests that those were live rounds that were fired by the Spanish uh, customs officers, not rubber bullets? And I, again, I, I, I can't say whether they were rubber bullets or, or live rounds. Certainly, we, we've got to accept that the, uh, a firearm was discharged, uh, or what appears to be a firearm, um, because, because the, the shots are heard. We saw metal detectors searching the sand, uh, but the Aduanas officers were in the shore. Uh, they were uh, most likely in the water. Was the seabed searched? Again, I can't comment on, on an investigative uh, process that's being conducted by the senior investigating officer but what i can say is that we have conducted a search of the area and that was done under the command of a a pulsar police search advisor joe has asked and and uh, how long did it take the royal gibraltar police to arrive at eastern beach that night if my mind serves me correctly it was eight minutes from the time we had been called of the incident taking place uh, eight minutes and are you satisfied with that response time Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the Royal Gibraltar Police is policing Gibraltar in its entirety. Um, uh, you know, police officers are investigating crime, um, uh, whether it may be uh, around Gibraltar or at Newmore House Police Station. Um, uh, eight minutes, you must agree, that is a, is a very good response time. And this is, we don't have many gunshot incidents in Gibraltar, but would it have been the armed response unit um, responding, or were they not on shift at the time? No, yes, it was, it was our armed response team that uh, responded straight away to the incident. Okay, and um, uh, how much of a hurry would they have been in to, to get there? We've got an, an eyewitness account that we haven't been able to corroborate, but I've put it to the Chief Minister and I'll put it to you as well, uh, suggesting that um, the RGP stopped at the red light at Eastern Beach. Um, uh, uh, as they approached Eastern Beach, they stopped at the traffic light there, potentially even allowing the smugglers to exit the one-way system. Could you comment on this claim? I, I can't comment because it's the first I hear of it, quite honestly. So your door-to-door -door, um, uh, questions of um, eyewitnesses didn't bring this to light? At all, no. Okay, um, let's move on to a, a question here which has been put to us um, by uh, a listener, Kieran, uh, and uh, he asks uh, the Commissioner of Police uh, at the lower end of the spectrum, which uh, policing encompasses a lot of things, at the lower end, can the police address once and for all the daily occurrence of uh, vehicles getting into traffic in front of the Vallabha, selfish drivers who drive aggressively and endanger pedestrians as they cut across the, the zebra crossing? 
So, yeah, roads policing is, is one of our, uh, our priorities in our policing plan and under our uh, operational drive safe banner is something that we do on a daily basis. Um, we are constantly, constantly uh, undertaking law enforcement on our roads. Um, and um, I am informed that um, with the new uh, implementation of increased fines and eventually, hopefully soon, the traffic point system we will certainly see a notable uh, reduction in 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 um, road offences, um, but this is all about people as well and and behaviours. And what we need to do, what we need to understand is that this is um, not only a certain um, uh, sector of our, our, our population, uh, be it young people or you know or, or the middle aged. We're talking about. Um, when we're reporting for people for process or issuing fixed penalty notices, what we're doing is, well, what we're finding is that it is, you know, a wide spectrum. Um, so, you know, Gibraltar and, and its people need to look at itself. And when you're driving your vehicle and you're going through a red light, you've got to, you know, accept the consequences where, you know, you may be stopped by us and uh, issued a fixed penalty notice, which I must say is now £300 fine. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a harsher uh, fine uh, to try and discourage such behaviour. Um, we've got another question from a GBC viewer, Commissioner uh, Liz, uh, wants to ask you if you are concerned, like she is, about Eastern Beach uh, and and specifically the airport tunnel, which is opening in that area, um, and, and Devil's Tower Road, which she says is already a little bit dangerous, and she's worried about what it might be like when. Uh, all of traffic entering Gibraltar moves via that roundabout and via that um, residential area and also a, a leisure area in, in, in Eastern Beach. Are you concerned? Um, I'm not concerned, um, and, and there will be teething problems. Um, this is a matter that our officers have been working together with the um, Highways Department. Um, in actual fact, our uh, command team uh, underwent a, a two-day exercise, um, a tabletop exercise with um, uh, different stakeholders to ensure that we uh, addressed any concerns and our roads policing unit are uh, undertaking a two or three day um, uh, exercise again with uh, stakeholders to ensure that we that we ensure the, uh, the pedestrians and, and, and drivers safety in this new in this new process and this new uh, diversion that's going to be taking place but it's something that we welcome simply because it's going to be diverting traffic away from from the runway which is which is a risk and it will alleviate hopefully the uh, congestions that we've been experiencing uh, every time we have flight movements in Gibraltar um, we've been responding ourselves and so have the uh, St John's Ambulance and and uh, the GHA Fire Service and and other law enforcement agencies to um, uh, um, emergencies when there's been flight movements and we haven't been able to move simply because we've been stuck in traffic um, because of the barriers are down. So I welcome I welcome the the new uh, diversions. Um, it will certainly bring bring better traffic flow to Gibraltar. Okay, we've got a question uh, here on WhatsApp. Um, uh, sensitive one, Commissioner, but a member of, of the public is asking if you can confirm uh, whether there are any serving uh, officers at the Royal Gibraltar Police who have criminal convictions in Spain. I, I can't answer that question. Um, I... Sorry, I can't answer that question. Certainly what we do is we have a vetting process for, for our officers here in, in the Royal Gibraltar Police um, when we recruit them and during their career. Um, and, 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 and those are teethed out uh, during that process. 
Okay, uh, Commissioner, we heard um, in uh, October last year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in December, sorry, December last year, that there had been a, a data breach at the McGrail inquiry, which again is a sensitive uh, topic, uh, but we were informed that uh, the Northern Ireland, uh, that there were some Northern Ireland police in Gibraltar to investigate that data breach. Are they in Gibraltar at the moment? Yes, they are. Um, so we're very privileged to have an independent and transparent investigation undertaken by a senior investigating officer from Police Service Northern Ireland. His name is Chief Superintendent John McVeigh, and he is now a Royal Gibraltar police officer undertaking this investigation, supported um, by two other police officers from Diffie Powers Police. Okay, and how many officers are in Gibraltar at the moment? Um, there's a team of four officers at the moment. And they are following orders from the Commissioner of Police, from the inquiry, or from the Governor? So, um, this is an independent and a transparent investigation. It has been led by a senior investigating officer, and the senior investigating officer will undertake and make all the decisions because he will be responsible at the, time, at the time for the decisions that he makes. He is reporting both to me and the uh, His Excellency the Governor. Um, it is important that he reports to me because I am responsible for policing Gibraltar, but I want to rest assured absolutely everyone that I have no influence whatsoever in his decision-making process, and th those are his alone. So it's a completely um, independent investigation. Um, is, is this uh, team of um, officers that have come uh, from Northern Ireland, is their work limited to the original data breach, or are they now investigating other matters also? I can't comment on your on your latter. Um, they they are investigating the um, the, um, the the data breach, um, but there are other matters which are linked to the public inquiry, which they are um, investigating. But I can't go into any detail. So the scope might have widened. Exactly. Okay, and um, as I understand it, uh, the GBC understands that um, the Royal Gibraltar Police has been preparing its evidence for the inquiry uh, at an office away from Newmole House. Is that correct? That's correct. And are you still in control of this office, or is now is that now in control? Is the, the are the Northern Ireland Police now in control of that office? No, it's in, in control of the Royal Gibraltar Police at this present moment in time. We um, heard earlier that the Chief Minister uh, spoke about there potentially being criminality and you said that it needed to be brought to you. Um, in the context of the uh, work being undertaken by the police here from Northern Ireland, are you expecting arrests to be made? I, again, I can't comment on that because it's a, an, an investigation led by um, Chief Superintendent uh, John McVie and it would be up to him to make those, those um, comments. Okay, and um, has this situation placed a strain on your relationship with the Chief Minister, Commissioner? Not at all. My, my relationship with the Chief Minister is one of where we, um, we discuss, we agree and, and we disagree. Uh, and, and there's a lot of things that we disagree about, um, but uh, we have a fluid communication and uh, we discuss matters. And what comment would you make of your relationship with your predecessor, Ian McGrail? In, in what context, sorry? Well, you worked very closely with him for many years. Um, I, I don't know how you would describe your relationship with Mr. McGrail, who's the subject now of, of this inquiry, or whose um, last days at the RGP, shall we say, and the reasons for him leaving are now being looked at by this inquiry. Uh, how do you fit into that? Well, um, first and foremost, I am a um, senior police officer of the Royal Gibraltar Police, and I need to be uh, seen to be 
uh, undertaking my my role ethically. Um, and what I do is I ensure that I I I, um, I don't compromise my position, but compromise the position of the Royal Gibraltar Police. Um, Ian McGrail is a very good friend of mine, um, but you know my profession is 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 important to me and to the Royal Gibraltar Police. And because this is happening at the moment. Uh, the, the inquiry and the investigations and so forth. It's important that we don't compromise our positions and, and professionally it, it, it is respected. Well, it, um, I, I appreciate the fact that, that these are very sensitive topics and uh, that you've given of your time to, to answer our questions and questions from our viewers uh, and, and listeners, Commissioner. Uh, maybe one more quick one uh, from our, our listener and then um, one more quick one from me if I can. Um, uh, in respect of the uh, Eastern Beach incident, there's a question here from uh, one of our listeners wondering whether you would prefer uh, those cameras to be switched on at night, the cameras that uh, that are at Eastern Beach. We've heard the Chief Minister comment that there are other cameras. Um, so uh, CCTV is an, is, is an excellent crime prevention tool and wherever we can use CCTV uh, because CCTV has helped us immensely before in, in, in crime prevention. So so whatever cameras are available to the Royal Gibraltar Police, particularly our investigative teams, they would be useful, yes. Thank you, Commissioner. And finally, you've got um, uh, an, an open day of sorts at um, at the uh, at Casemate Square on Saturday. I believe you're going to be there as Commissioner of Police, and you'll have some uh, other senior team members, and also um, uh, some of your uh, senior uh, women uh, officers who are championing a, a drive to to bring more women into uh, police. And um, members of the public can talk to you, and also throw wet sponges at. Uh, at members of your team. That's correct. It's it's a it's a fun day, really. It's been organised by our recruits, and it is an opportunity for us to be able to engage with the public. Um, but you've just hit, you know, one of the most important things that we've delivered over the past year in the Royal Gibraltar Police, and that's women in policing. They have changed the culture in our organisation in respect of women. Uh, that's a subject in itself to be discussed. But I'm immensely proud of the hard work the women have done in our organisation to to promote women and to uh, look at seeing how we can improve employing more women in our organisation, improving it from the 20% that currently represent the Royal Gibraltar Police to 50%. That's the aspiration of the Royal Gibraltar Police. And I'm going to I'm, I'm going I'm going to use time that I don't really have to ask one final question from Chris, which is about um, uh, this idea that uh, uh, um, uh, vandals have been able to get away with vandalising the escalator in the upper town, and that the park at Glasses has had to close as a result of vandalism and it not being possible uh, to police that. Uh, and she just puts this to you, I think, Chris. I uh, just wants to know what your thoughts are on on. On, on this idea that there are things happening in Gibraltar which are, are not policeable and, and, and the public's frustration with this. So again, Gibraltar, you know, we need to police Gibraltar. I've, ta- I've spoken already about um, the unseen policing that we do. There's a lot of unseen policing. Um, I, I, can, I can understand her frustration, uh, yes, um, and it's antisocial behaviour is something that our community policing team are, are working on. Um, we've worked very, very closely with the Glasses Tenants Association in, in, in order to address the antisocial behaviour. Uh, and I think we've been effective. Um, but what's wrong is when you deal with antisocial behaviour, it moves from place to place and you need to, need to keep on dealing with it. Um, but we depend immensely on the public to support us because it's something that the Royal Gibraltar Police can't do on its own. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott.
The police commissioner, Richard Alger, talking to us in the studio at Broadcasting House on Wednesday. If it's been talked about in Gibraltar, we want to talk about it on Gibraltar today. Also in today's show, an exciting development in a cold case. GBC's Rosa Stengo joined us to discuss a dramatic new lead in the case of the missing sailor, Simon Parks, a case she's been following for years. Hi, Jonathan. Yeah, actually, I felt quite emotional hearing you uh, say those words because it has been a very personal journey for me as well. As a parent, I think most of us could relate to what David and Margaret Parks have gone through for these past 36 years. They had a young teenage son who was excited about going home and they had letters from him and phone calls and then suddenly he was gone. He was gone and that was 36 years ago here in Gibraltar. How sad terribly sad um i don't know how they have you know battled through these years and there were many many years where there were there was no news at all no phone calls no leads nothing um they didn't really start getting some sort of family liaison support really until about 2000 when simon's case was reopened because of course he was designated as absent without leave when he disappeared that night in gibraltar the the 12th of december 1986 was when he disappeared And, you know, Jonathan, you know, you have to ask yourself, Gibraltar is a tiny place. It was a short distance from the pub that he was last seen at, the Horseshoe Bar, to the naval base where his ship, HMS Illustrious, was docked. And you have to to wonder what on earth could have happened to him in that 10, 15 minute walk. What happened to him? And I felt that the answer is still there. Somebody out there still knows. Simon is very likely still here on the rock. And uh, I just felt it's time that we really do need to help help this couple get some closure and peace. How are they feeling? Because you speak to Simon's parents regularly. How are they feeling? I do speak to them very, very regularly. Um, David is not in the best of health. He's 81 years old. Um, Margaret... Um, has really been carrying this forward for so many years and, and I think helping her has helped take some of that burden uh, off her and um, she's very relieved. She's very relieved that Simon hasn't been forgotten and that, you know, people are still trying to, to find him and we're just very hopeful that this latest lead will take us there. We've never lost hope that Simon will be found but it's been an extremely difficult journey lasting 36 years, almost a lifetime, but we'll never give up hope and so appreciate all the support we've had. And it's incredible that new information is still coming forward and Simon hasn't been forgotten. Simon Park's mum speaking to uh, Roz Astengo, who's here live in the studio um, on a significant day for this story, Roz. Very significant. And I, I have to say, I'd, I'd like to spe- say a special thank you to the Royal Gibraltar Police. I know the Commissioner is here uh, with you today because I've worked very, very hard this past almost two years, really, and I've had nothing but support from him. Um, and I've had a lot of support from my work colleagues as well, particularly my editor, Christine Vasquez, because I've done a lot of this work in my own time in the evenings over the weekends and um, and and without that support it would have been quite difficult but you know we're getting there and it's it's all about what is lovely is actually you feel the love in the community everybody wants to help and I have I, I can't go through the whole list of everyone in the community that, that has helped but they are there they know who they are and they will be mentioned eventually but I, I should also mention Simon's friends because you know they had a great tour with him uh, Global 86 
They had a great tour. They were all waiting to go home. And suddenly he was he was gone. The ship sailed from Gibraltar without him. So many of them actually feel very emotional whenever his name comes up. And they came to Gibraltar. We had a, a tree planting memorial last year. You might remember uh, David and Margaret came over. His friends came over. And no one's given up. And I, I just felt it was really important to inject a little bit of uh, force into this investigation push it forward because we know police forces are challenged in the uk they're challenged here in gibraltar they don't have the resources perhaps um so i felt it was important to drive it forward thanks for listening to those highlights from gibraltar today i'm kelly and borge the show's producer we're live on radio gibraltar monday to friday from one to two getting behind the headlines and you can catch up here whenever you like until next time have a good one GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.